Ebenezer, good evening and welcome. Ah, good evening and thank you for having me. Right. When people are faced with quite a number of difficulties, the issue of the level at which one is maturing also comes into play. Mm-hmm. We're talking about laws of growth tonight. But before we get into the different laws that exist, obviously, as per your understanding, mm-hmm. overall, what do these laws encapsulate? I would say that they encapsulate the commonality, whether you've got a different culture, whether you've got a different belief, laws are what's common amongst us all. So when we are talking about the laws of success, those are laws that don't care about the color of your skin, they don't care about the uh, the ethnic background that you come from or the religious background that you are in. Now in this context, when we are talking about the laws of growth, we are talking about laws that help you and I to grow and increase our value in the marketplace. They don't care whether I am black, they don't care whether I am white, they don't care what my religious background is, they just simply wait. And if you were to refresh our minds, the value or one's value in the marketplace, what are we talking about? We are talking about you seeing and developing your skill sets to an extent that the skill sets that you have developed within yourself, they get so be- they get so beautiful and so high that someone would be willing to pay you more, someone would be willing to give you more than what you are giving them or what you might be worth or what you were hired for. Right, let's then get into the laws. Take us through the laws of growth. And this is this is work that changed my life because I remember when I was uh, when I was first going to university, and I I found myself that I didn't know. I felt like my life was stuck. I didn't know if I was moving forward or backwards. And it was when I read this book, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth by John C. Maxwell. And after that, I followed his work and now I'm even certified by Dr. John C. Maxwell. So this is, this is, uh, tonight I want us to talk about two laws. The first law is the law of intentionality. And the law of intentionality simply says that growth does not just happen. So in other words, just because you are existing, it does not mean that you are getting better. Just because you are, you are going going to work just because you've, you are employed or just because you are working, you've, you've spent a lot of hours or years working in a particular area or working in a particular company. It does not mean that you are growing. So if you and I are going to grow, we need to become aware of some of the gaps that would stop you and I from growing to the level that we want to grow, maybe in the organization, at school or wherever. And the first gap that I talk about is the assumption gap. And the assumption gap simply says that you and I would be assuming that because I'm gaining experience, it automatically makes me valuable in the marketplace. And you might find that I had, I've got the experience, but in terms of the skill set, in terms of my ability to perform my work and even to go beyond what I was hired for, I am not growing in that area. So don't just assume that because you are gaining experience and you stop there. Grow in your experience, but make sure that your skill sets are also growing. Another thing that we, it's the knowledge gap, where you you tend to think that I don't know how to grow or I don't know what I should do for me to increase my value in the marketplace. So we've spoken about a lot about how do you increase your value in the marketplace in the past week. So don't let the lack of knowledge be a gap or a stumbling block that stops you from increasing your value in the marketplace. And I like what what Bruce said. He said that there comes a time when you need to stop waiting for the man or woman you want to become and start being the man you want to be. So you can't just say that I don't know how to grow and you just keep quiet or you keep uh, you go to your corner and say that no, I don't know how to increase my value in this in this company or I don't know how to increase. No, no, no. Whatever it is, there are people who know, who know something. There is someone, maybe a manager, there is someone, maybe a supervisor or even the CEO. They know that they are looking for one, two, three, five. Maybe in the HR, they are looking for 
some performance metrics that they would tell you that no, if you want to increase your value in this company, you need to do one, two, three, five, or meet this target. So make sure that don't just say I don't know. Ask, be be willing to ask and and and, and close that gap, that knowledge gap. Another one would be the timing gap. So it's sort of like you are saying that I I don't know if it's the right time for me to begin increasing my will in the marketplace. It does not matter. The right the time will never come. You'll never get to a point in your life where you feel that no, I am ready for one, two, three, four. I'm ready to increase my will in the marketplace, or I'm ready to apply for this promotion that's being offered in my company. Don't wait for the time. And I also like saying that. Time, time, time is like it's something very funny and beautiful. All of us have got those twenty-four hours. It does not matter whether I come from this background. It does not matter whether I come from this village. Time is common amongst us. But what we do with our time? It's what separates the good from the great. So make sure that don't just wait on the time. Another one would be the mistake gap. Thinking that I am afraid of making mistakes. You know, you you'll, you'll never get to a point in your life where everything you do or everything you touch turns to gold. You will always make mistakes. It does not matter. Even the CEO makes mistakes and maybe at their level some of the mistakes they cost millions of rents. Some even they, they even cost billions of rents. So don't be afraid of making mistakes. Appreciate the fact that you are going to learn from the mistake. It's not how bad you tried and you didn't work, but it's what you are learning and what you are becoming in the process of you pursuing that increased value in the marketplace. Another gap would be the perfection gap. Thinking that I I, I want to be perfect before I can apply, or I want to be perfect before I say that I am valuable in the market. Don't wait for perfection. Perfection never comes and. One singer also said that tomorrow it never comes. So don't wait for you to be perfect. Wherever you are, however you are, keep on working on yourself and working on increasing your value in the marketplace. When you talk about the issue of people who assume to say that because they're working in a certain industry and they're gaining experience on a daily, it doesn't then mean that they're available, they are valuable in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. How does one measure their growth when they're in a particular field? Because I would imagine after the first two years, it becomes quite easy for one to just wake up and do something. You 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 find an instance where one can say, I could easily do this thing even if I was at home yes. because I've, I've gotten used to everything that has to be required from my part. How does one measure their growth given that kind of a likelihood? I would say the first the first the first way for you to measure your growth is to talk to the one who is evaluating your growth, whether it's your manager. Talk to them and say that from the time I was employed here, do you think that I have I have added value to the company or I've gone beyond what was expected of me. And if maybe you, are, you, you find yourself that you've got that environment where maybe you are not open or there's no open door process, where maybe you are not even encouraged to talk to your managers, then ask your colleagues, say to your colleagues, do, do you think that I've improved or do you think that I'm still the person I am? And if you get to a point where you start to feel that, you know, this is so easy for me or I've gotten too comfortable, that's a sign to say to you that, no, it seems like you are not growing. Because if you get to a point where you you know that, oh, I'll press this key and I'll do this, then my job will be done, then it means that you are not growing and you are not even aware of what's happening. You've gotten to a point where it's automated, it's become a habit such that you are no longer even challenged at work. So when you see that, it, 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 it gives you a very 
very serious error. I'm convinced that when one goes to their superiors to ask for evaluation of how they've been performing, it might bring about they now starting to compare themselves to those that they work with. Talk to us about the comparison that could possibly come about and how best does one strike a balance in terms of not coming across then as jealous or even overcompensating because they're trying to outdo the next person. Yes. And in this case, make sure that when you bring this conversation, you bring it in a loving manner because the way you would bring the conversation, maybe when you are asking for that performance review, if you have a negative tone or an egotistic tone, your manager or even your colleagues might think that, oh no, this person is actually trying to say that I'm not doing my work. But when you approach this conversation or when you are approaching maybe your manager or your superior in a loving manner, it even shows your humility. So make sure that how you bring this this uh, this conversation, you bring it in a loving manner and make sure that don't don't say when you are when you're asking for that review, don't say do you think that I am better than Rebecca or do you think that I am better than this person and that person? Ask from your perspective. Just want to know about you and what you've been doing and if what you are doing or the input that you've been giving the company has been noticed. When you do that, when you do that, it doesn't show that you're comparing yourself. But when you get to a point where you are, you are starting to try to have some references with your colleagues, then it becomes where it's even egotistic. All right, let's continue then and look at the other aspects of the law. Another comparison, another gap that we might have would be the expectation gap, thinking that I thought that this would be easier. The real, the truth of the matter is that it's not easy for you to increase your value in the marketplace. There, there are so many factors that would come into play. So don't just think because maybe I'm going to work, maybe I'm, I'm going to go to t- on time to work, then I automatically become valuable. Be patient with yourself, knowing that it's not going to be easy. It's a process. Every day when you are growing, when you are making those mistakes, when you are growing, and when you are constantly asking for that feedback, they would even sometimes they would instead of uh, giving you inspiration. Or saying that no you've done a good job they might even give you some criticism to show that no no when you were doing this project you didn't do a good job and when you are getting that feedback don't take that feedback negatively appreciate that this is feedback that will make me better this is feedback that will make me much better not to try to bring me down or to try to stop me from my pursuit to become more valuable in the marketplace and the last one would be the inspiration gap don't wait for you to feel like doing it don't wait for you to feel like increasing your value in the marketplace one one author said that you are more likely to act yourself into feeling than to feel yourself into action in other words don't depend don't wait on your feelings don't say i'm waiting for me to be happy so that i will be able to do one two three five or i'm waiting for me to be happy so that i'll add more value while you don't you don't you, you are not while that emotion is not there do the necessary steps and you will see that as you are doing the necessary step, the inspiration comes, the motivation comes because you are busy doing it. Don't wait. Do it anyway. Let's talk about opportunities because one of the things I would imagine that comes with growth is being able to know when there's an opportunity that you possibly could be able to venture into. Talk to us about what the law says, the law of growth, particularly with regards to the aspect of opportunities. You know, the more you and I grow, the more we are 
perceptive or maybe we develop instinct that would make us uh, notice opportunities. If you notice, if maybe, let's say, for example, you are a soccer player and you are not taking the time to go to uh, to practice or to strengthen uh, your stamina and everything, you'll find that when someone comes and presents you an opportunity maybe to even go for trials or to audition for a particular sport, because you haven't taken the time to prepare, when they call, you might find that, no, you are even lazy to go for that audition because you believe or you know that you are not physically fit. But when you've been taking the time, when you've been taking the time working on your skill set, working on yourself and even on your body, when someone presents you with an opportunity, you are automatically right now, the fact that you've been preparing and you've been growing, it makes you perceptive and it even enhances, I would say, your intuition to see opportunities. And when you are, when you have been preparing and growing in whatever area and field that you want to grow in, your level of growth will also even help you. It will it will show because sometimes you don't need me to say that, oh, Rebecca, it seems like you've changed. But I will just look at you and say that, no, based on what maybe uh, your mindset, based on uh, the way you are doing things, I would know that, no, I remember last year, she wasn't doing what to do for. It automatically means. So when you are doing that, even opportunities that you might, you yourself might not be open to or you might not even be seeing, others can see that, no, that's a level of growth. And that's where you get to a point where maybe maybe sometime when you are out on the street, someone says, ah, is it? Are you the Rebecca that we hear on radio? No, we would like to hire you and we would like to offer you a better job. Why? That happens because you've kept on or improving your skill sets and now even opportunities, instead of you chasing those opportunities, they chase you because now they know that you've increased your value in the marketplace. Ebenezer, you know how some people like saying we'll cross that bridge when we get to it? Mm-hmm. And you're saying that one has to continuously prepare for that one opportunity that they would like to have so that by the time the opportunity comes about, they are fully armed to be able to take it on. I want us to to talk about that in terms of practical terms. Exactly when should one start preparing for their next opportunity when they've just landed their very first or their current opportunity? When do you know that you've acquired enough knowledge to then start thinking about preparing? Because I would imagine that even in the thinking of it, you are also preparing yourself for even bigger um, tasks. When does one start thinking about preparing for the next opportunity? I would say that immediately when you hit the target that you wanted to hit, if maybe you said that I wanted to become a manager, immediately when you become a manager, don't just say ah, I'm a manager, then I'm stopping here. No, keep on going. So whatever it is, it does not matter which opportunity. You, so sometimes you might find that you've grown so much that even your superiors, uh, maybe they are jealous, they, they don't even want to acknowledge you. Don't don't be discouraged by that. Just keep on developing yourself. I like what one author said, the, uh, it's actually John Maxwell who said that in an organization, there's what we call a 360 degree leader. This is a leader who leads from the middle of the organization. They might not have the position of leadership or that position that acknowledges them that they are a leader. But in terms of the influence that they have in the organization or in the company, you by the by because of the influence that they have, they are automatically a leader, even if they don't have the position. So whether maybe you, you've, you've been acknowledged for the growth that you have or not, keep on growing. And when you are growing and you are increasing and you are influencing even those around you, those ones maybe below you or even the ones above you, over time, someone will notice. And when, when you get noticed for that, don't say that I've arrived. Keep on growing. Don't say that because I've achieved my opportunity, then I'm no more growing. We're talking about the laws of growth. 
with motivational books, author and life coach Ebenezer Mamabolo. Join us in this conversation. Our WhatsApp text line is 079-295-1212. And our SMS line is 47861. Start each SMS with the short code EFM. Each SMS is charged at 150. The SMS line is 47861. Start each SMS with the short code EFM. Each SMS is charged at 150. We'll continue with this conversation after the break. Conversations, Mondays to Thursdays from 6 to 8 p.m. on Energy FM and Choice FM. It's 20 minutes past 7. This is Conversations on Energy FM on 2.1 and Choice FM on 1.1. We're talking about the laws of growth with uh, Ebenezer Mamabolo. He writes motivational books and he's also a life coach. We would love to hear from you. Our WhatsApp text line is 079-295-1212. And you can also send us an SMS to 47861. Start each SMS with the short code EFM. Each SMS is charged at one rand 50 the whatsapp text line just one more time is 079-295-1212 let's talk about the ways in which one can be careful about what they attribute particularly their personal growth to and what it then says about themselves and the sort of outlook that they have about life and if it could add some points turn out to be problematic towards their outmost growth. Yes. I would say that when you find that you are, you are growing and now you want to evaluate, ask yourself that, am I being challenged wherever I am now? Because, you know, when you get to a point where 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 you are, whether it's at work or, where, or wherever you are, you find that you are no longer challenged. It means that you've stopped growing. So make sure that wherever you are, it does not matter what you 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 want to want to say. Maybe you've gotten some mentors who have helped you to grow to wherever you you have gotten now. But if you are no longer challenged, or you no longer even feel that I am stretched beyond what I am capable of doing, it's it, it it's a sign to you to say that you've grown. Now it's time for you to step up to the next level. Another thing would be that when you get to a point where you start, or I, I like what one. Uh, I, I just forgot who the guy was, but he was talking about the fact that wherever you are in your life, there are levels to where you are. He says that if you are a millionaire, in the millionaire category, you might be at the top of the millionaire, the, the millionaire pyramid. But there is a level beyond being a millionaire. There are billionaires, and you find that because now you've you've reached the pinnacle of being a millionaire. Now, when you get to the next level, you find that now you're at the bottom of the pyramid because now you just earned your first billion. So when you are growing, also check that in this level that I am at, are there other levels that are above me that I should be aspiring to be at? Now, when you find that you've reached the pinnacle of where the level that you are in, it's time for you to challenge yourself. Now, when you get to that point when you are starting to say, "Oh, I've reached the, at the end of my uh, the end of my uh, of my path in this level," let me climb to the next level. That's also something that you can point out to say that no, in the level that I was in. I have reached the highest peaks of the level that I was in. But now, now it seems like I'm studying afresh. And what I like what one other businessman says that he, he does. He says that after 10 years, I sell my business and I start afresh. And I start it in a new industry. He says that when I do this, it helps me to learn more. So that if maybe the business that I was succeeding in, it was uh, maybe in entrepreneurship business. Now I'm, I'm, I'm selling that entrepreneurship business and I'm going to another one in medicine. Now it will help me to take that knowledge that I've got to even grow it into the other levels that I want to grow in.
I want us to clarify when you say that one must always ensure that in whatever industry they find themselves, they are challenged. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want us to then be accused of encouraging people to endure toxic places. Yes. So when you say one must be challenged, exactly what do you mean by that? Challenged in the sense of the skill set or your capability. Not challenged in the sense that you are disrespected or or in the sense that maybe you are, you are, you are, you are even treated uh, not in a good way. Challenged in the sense that you, you are challenged to grow beyond, you are challenged to do more than you thought that you could do. You could do. Not, not that you are, you are asked to do more because the, the next person is lazy and they don't want to do that, but you are challenged and you are stretched to increase or to enhance your gifts. Let's go to talking about technology mm. because I think it's one of the things that's attributed to growth. You hear about future skills now. There's even qualifications in some institutions of higher learning, mostly online, that actually offer students an opportunity to learn about future skills. And that requires a lot of technology usage. But it would seem that we continue to have people who I think in some slang they call them BBT, born before technology, people who behave like they were born before technology and as such they can't seem to link with technology. Let's talk about the kind of relationship that exists between growth and technology. You know, I like what one scientist said. He said that the tragedy that we have today is that people are afraid of technology or they are afraid of this new artificial intelligence that's coming. And he goes further to say that when you look at duplicating a human being, a computer is it's far, far, far behind from even duplicating your brain in a sense that it will never... It, it won't get to a point where it's better than you anytime soon. So don't, don't, don't fear technology. What technology does, it, technology comes to enhance or to help you and I perform well. So don't look at technology as a threat, but look at it as a, as a performance enhancing mechanism to help you. You remember in the, back in the days, if you were maybe a bookkeeper, you were, you, you, maybe you were, you were keeping your logs and your records, writing them by pen. And when you, when you, when a time came for you to retrieve what you had written or what you have collected, it took some time for you to go and look maybe in a particular drawer and all those things. But when technology came, it gave us computers and it gave us a faster way to search for that information faster. Now I no, I no longer need to spend five hours looking for Rebecca's file, but I can just go and search. Now this is technology enhancing. So while while you are growing yourself or while you are increasing, you're building the marketplace. Don't look at technology as a threat. Look for ways that when this technology would be coming in the industry that you would be in, you would be able to complement it or you be able to use the technology. I remember back in the days when there used to be what, what they called human computers. And a human computer was a person who was making calculations by their heads to perform whatever mathematical functions that they wanted to perform. But when the, when the computer was developed, now the computers, or the, they, were, they were so big at the time and they could perform those calculations. But before they could perform those calculations, they needed someone to program or to come and give them instructions to say that this is how we do these calculations. Now, even you, while this technology is coming and it seems like it's a threat, ask yourself as this technology is coming it won't know my job now how can i make sure that i i learn something that would help me so that when the technology comes i would be the one that they would be with the expertise that they would call on to say that no could you please teach uh, this robot to do the particular work that you want to do so don't 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 look at technology as something that will eliminate you. It will never, technology, it does not matter how advanced technology might be, it will never replace a human being. It only comes to enhance what we are doing. Fully understood now. 
Right. With every opportunity comes about change. You <laughs> said that as soon as you feel comfortable, it means that perhaps it's a hint that you must start looking for something else that will help you feel lively, I would imagine, and quite excited to be getting into something that you're not necessarily used to. Take us through some of the changes that one should really appreciate in a changing time. And as we are looking at these times that we are in and maybe termed as the fourth industrial revolution, change is coming and there's nothing that you could do. And you need to appreciate that there are certain areas that would change. The first area would be your body would change. As you are changing maybe the diet that you would be eating, your body would change. Your relationships would change. The way you relate to other people would change. Your friends would change because now you've even increased your value in the marketplace. Now you don't associate or you don't connect. So your friends will change. Even your relationship, I like what one uh, a marriage psychologist said. He said She said that I have had three evolutions in my marriage with the same person. In other words, even your marriage will also change. Another area that will change, even your job, because of the introduction of technology or because of more responsibility, your job would change. So you need to also change. Another area would be your priorities. And as you are increasing and growing, your priorities and what you value would change. Another thing would be the values that you have. They would also change. Even the knowledge that you have or the knowledge that you used to have, it also changes. And another one would be even your interests. What you used to find fascinating would change because things have changed. And lastly, even your children. As a parent, your children will change. The way they relate with you or they relate to each other, it will also change. Those are the changes that we need to be aware of. I wonder, though, um, oftentimes we talk about people who hold um, quite a number of conservative views. Mm-hmm. Do you, from the observation that you've made, notice that even that changes to say that one's outlook on life and the kind of ways in which they used to ad- understand that things have to be done actually also changes in this particular process? Yes, the biggest mistake that you could make is not change your outlook or your life's philosophy. I like what one man said. He said that it is the mark of an intelligent man to be able to entertain new ideas without accepting them. Now, in other words, as this change is coming and as you are evolving, as everything around you is changing, also question the things that you used to believe. You might find that you used to believe that something was true and you find that now, no, when you are looking at it from a fresh perspective, what you used to believe no longer holds true. So when you are changing, also question the philosophy, the ideas that you, you grew up in and or everything that you thought was true, also challenge them and see if now, as this change is coming for me, can I also change and get better? Because when you don't, when your philosophy doesn't change or the way you look at life doesn't change, if that doesn't change, even when you see the change, you will still resist it and you'll be fighting against that change and you find that because you are fighting that change and it will come and it will, it will, it will destroy you. That is our time. What is our quote of the week? The quote of the week comes from James Allen who said that men are anxious to improve their circumstances, but they are unwilling to improve themselves. They therefore remain bound. I mean, you talk about anxiety in this time. We're in even, look, it's, it's quite a lot. There's a lot of anxiety that's just making rounds. But how can people get in touch with you? You can get in touch with me on all of the social media. Search for Ebenezer Mambulo. Send me a friend request on Twitter. It's at King underscore AB. And when you book me for a, as a speaker and as a coach, contact me on 71 639-7807. Thank you very, very much, Ebenezer. Our next appointment is next week. Thank you.